I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. My name is Trey Briggs, president of BCI, found at bci-fit.com, and I hope you're doing well wherever you may be today. And today, I am going to talk about one of my favorite subjects in the world, which is call center agents. Call center agents are a fascinating bunch. They're often misunderstood and certainly undervalued. And the difficulty of their job is often underestimated. Any approach to training or QA must be centered on the agents. Everything starts with them and their concerns. An agent buy-in or belief in a training or QA process is an essential element to the success of a program. Earning that buy-in requires understanding what agents are up against in their calls each day. And learning that requires listening to them perform. This is all we do here at BCI for several hours every day. Each day, my team and I sit alone at our desk with headphones on, listening to agents performing with customers or patients for hours. It's like a silent office setting, but for the tapping of keyboards and the faint sound of background music. In this daily process, we have gained a thorough understanding of the profession of call center agents, what they encounter each day, and what works and does not work for them as they interact with customers or patients. Too often today, I see training approaches and ideas that do not seem to take into consideration the needs of agents. And I'm not alone in that. I recently read an article where the call center consultant stated, in frustration, how one of her clinical healthcare call center clients was driving their agents crazy by focusing unnecessarily on their talk times only because their management had invested in a software program that could measure it. For no other real reason, managers kept asking the agents to shave a few seconds off their calls, which the consultant rightfully thought was a little bit nonsensical, and it had the effect of agents losing trust in and respect for their management. And by extension, it also had a negative effect on the patient experience. Another example I saw was an article by a software advocate, columnist, touting a company's software that could identify and measure talkover time to try to cut down on it. The columnist described it as cutting-edge stuff, quote-unquote. But anyone who listens to agents perform on the phone, like we do every day for hours, (laughs) knows that 99% of talkover time comes from the customer or patient talking over the agent, not the other way around. And it is one of the more frustrating things for agents to have to deal with. I hear them having to deal with it every day. It is very frustrating to them. Pointing the finger at agents for something that they are routinely victimized by alienates them, negatively affecting their morale and causing them to question their management. One of the most significant aspects of training is understanding that agents come in all different sorts of personalities and speaking styles. This is especially important to consider in optimizing the performance of each agent across the board in a consistent fashion. Every agent is a different person, of course, but I have found that they consistently fall into certain categories 
So let's take a look at those categories, shall we? And we can start with the superstars agents or the superstars category. These agents are the best of the best. They come to work each day seemingly in a great mood. And in every call, they are essentially perfect. They are upbeat, sincerely eager to help, sunny, articulate, empathic when called upon to be so, and sincerely engaged. These agents are perfectly well-spoken and well-mannered, and they are a joy to listen to, not just for the patient or customer, but for us too. (laughs) I can think of a few of these superstars right now, and they amaze me. They really do. How they come in each day and perform at such a high level is inspiring. I have literally become teary-eyed many times just listening, listening to the warm humanness of these amazing persons and other agents as well, interacting with customers or patients. Just below the superstars in the awesomeness factor is the typical agent. They understand that they must adhere to management's wishes and perform at a high level, but they often require more guidance and behavioral accountability to train them to get them there and keep them there. The goal, of course, is to turn all agents into superstars, and this is what training is all about. Another category of agents, however, is the order takers. These are agents who approach their craft with the mindset of, I'm going to help you get what you want today, but I am not here to serve you. (laughs) So I do not have to be nice or warm as long as I'm not rude because I'm an order taker, not a customer service representative. These agents are common and one of my favorites to work with. And there is a very specific way they convey their I am just an order taker mindset to the customer or patient. And when they do, the customer or patient feels it clearly, creating a negative or certainly less than desirable customer or patient experience. The way they do it is by excluding certain words, phrases, and mannerisms that are required to convey that one is a customer service representative and not just an order taker. (laughs) And the straightforward way we cure them of this customer service ailment is first to identify precisely where they are doing this. There are always many instances in their approach where these bad habits manifest and must be identified. Once we do this, we teach them how to fix these habits with clear and specific direction, at which point, unfortunately, we have accomplished very little. And this is because teaching without training solves nothing. Once we teach these agents how to correct their bad habits, they must then be held accountable, which is training, for executing the corrections in their cause. Otherwise, there really is no chance they are going to do that. (laughs) Typically what happens is, at first, they may not make the necessary changes to their habits or their approach. But once it becomes apparent to them, that we are going to continue evaluating their performance in this meticulous fashion, they realize they have no choice but to adjust their approach. The beauty of this, and I hear this all the times in calls, is that once they make the necessary adjustments, they begin transforming from an order taker into a skilled customer service representative. And they can then hear and feel the new positive reaction they are getting from customers or patients because of this change in their approach. In a nutshell, customers or patients immediately like them more, which provides a positive experience for the agent while accomplishing the goal of their organization, 
which is that they provide a high level of customer service rather than simply being an order taker who fails to do so. Okay, the next category of agents is the soft-spoken or introverted agent. Often these types of agents seem to lack confidence. I recently encountered a situation that dealt with this. True story. A manager within a healthcare call center department recently sent me an email. She said she had hired a new agent who was a recent college graduate, but whose first job ever was this one. The manager expressed concern regarding the agent's ability to handle calls as she appeared to lack confidence greatly and seemed almost scared of handling the phone. The manager said she really liked the agent and earnestly wanted to see her succeed, but she was very concerned about the prospects of that happening. I told the manager that I was confident we could turn this agent around quickly and asked the manager to schedule a BCI program introductory class with me and the agent. When I then met the agent for the class, I explained to her that not everyone is naturally confident in talking on the phone to complete strangers and that this is perfectly understandable. And I then assured her that if she followed what I was about to go over with her and then executed it in her cause, she would quickly become a masterful phone handler. And the result would be that the patients and their family members she speaks with would respect her for it and be more cooperative toward her, making her job much easier and more manageable. And I stress that it would take no more time and effort for her to do it than not to do it. We then waited a few days before randomly picking out one of her calls, and she scored 96%. She was great, much to the shock and pleasant surprise of her manager. Her next BZI report was 100%. And every report since has been in that scoring range. Every time we listen to this person, she is exceptional on the phone. And patients and their family members are highly impressed with her. It is obvious they are. The way to handle a shy, introverted, or soft-spoken agent who seems to lack confidence is to provide them with specific guidance that will result in their being exceptional. They will no longer lack confidence after that. It's very straightforward. The next type of agent is the robot. Oh, yes, the robot. I can think of a couple of these right now. (laughs) These folks, they are like the order takers, but with the added ingredient of projecting a complete lack of personality. (laughs) There is always a good personality inside that person somewhere, but they choose not to project it for whatever reason. What to do with these types? Well, much like the order takers, they are not necessarily outwardly rude, but their lack of feeling and emotion when it is needed, which is often, is indeed rude. And like the order takers, they convey this by excluding certain words, phrases, and mannerisms required to avoid sounding like a thoughtless robot that has no emotional investment in or attachment to what is going on in their conversations. And once again, with these agents, the habits in their word choices and phone manners that allow them to sound robotic and without sincere feelings must be identified. Otherwise, nothing is going to change them. Once these bad habits are identified, 
We teach them how to replace these habits with the correct habits. We then hold them accountable to keeping them all corrected, which is training. And the result is that they no longer sound robotic and instead sound warm and personable, or dare I even say, a little bit charming. (laughs) I have had two agents like this I can think of right now. And they're happening right now. I mean, I listened to them probably in the last couple of days. And as they have begun following our directives, their personality is coming out in ways I am not sure they knew they were capable of exhibiting. Those they interact with on the phone are now responding much more positively toward them, which causes them to exhibit more personality. And within this loop of positivity, everything has gotten much better in their calls for them and the patients they interact with. The power of words and mannerisms is limitless unlimited in transforming agents who perform less than desirably into masters of their craft who consistently deliver the highest standard of customer service and professionalism. Okay. The next agent type is the goofball agent, Silly Sam or Kooky Karen. (laughs) These agents are a little eccentric, especially regarding their sense of humor. Remind you of anyone? (laughs) Which can lead them to be inappropriate at times regarding what leaves their mouths. In reining in their quirky impulses, it actually helps if you hear them say something inappropriate, which requires listening to them, however, and doing that a lot. But this allows you, if you hear one, to reasonably correct them with a specific instance, which typically leads them to get the larger picture, (laughs) which is that while we are all wonderfully different individuals in the grand mosaic fabric that defines our society, one must always be professional. (laughs) The -the over-the-top agent is our next contestant. I can think of one of these right now. I can think clearly of this person. He's great. Now, these are relatively rare, as are the silly agents I just described, but they are out there. These agents are great assets, actually, because they always provide eager-to-serve customer service and put 150% effort into every call they handle. The issue can be, however, that they sometimes make customers or patients feel a little uncomfortable with their exuberance. The average customer or patient simply wants a high level of professionalism at every moment, coupled with a warm and sincere demeanor. They want to schedule their appointment, for example, and not have to encounter an agent who is less than competent sounding in any way and who is warm and sincerely helpful toward them in every second of their call. That does not mean over-the-top. Over-the-top service carries with it a certain amount of disingenuousness even though the agent does not mean to convey that. This is why over-the-top is not considered a positive term and is often thought of as a little bit disingenuous. How was your service? It was great, but it was a little (laughs) over-the-top. When I encounter an agent like this, I just leave them alone to do their thing, unless they're doing something inappropriate, of course. They're great, they give full effort, and that is a good thing.
The final agent type today is the less than desirable attitude agent. These attitudes range from outwardly resentful of their job and having to serve people to simply not valuing the requirement that they must try to provide a quality experience for those they speak with, typically because they just do not find it important for whatever reason, or they just don't care. You know, sometimes these agents do not realize, actually, that they are conveying a negative tone, even when their tone is completely inappropriate, because they do not know how to avoid sounding negative and need professional guidance. So it's not always just their attitude. And in the worst cases, I have seen agents outwardly nasty toward patients, believe it or not, like they are angry at the fact that they must be nice in their job position as customer service rep. (laughs) They're rare, but they're out there. I've seen it. It is essential to understand that when dealing with these types of agents, their verbal interaction behaviors exhibited habitually in their approach, which create the negative customer or patient experience they convey, are identifiable symptoms of what is their overall customer service ailment. And by eliminating the symptoms, you cure the ailment. By eliminating their mistakes, all you're left with is flawless or perfect behavior. And that's the secret. At BCI, we know what to look for regarding these symptoms. We quickly identify them and make clear to the agent that they will no longer be able to exhibit them. (laughs) We give them specific good habits to replace these bad habits and then hold them accountable for replacing them and keeping them replaced. It quickly becomes clear to them that they have no choice but to get on board, and most do, albeit perhaps reluctantly at first. (laughs) And once they do, they realize that it takes no more time or effort to be great than it does to be bad. And if you stay on top of their performance, they become and remain an asset rather than a liability. And I will wrap up today with this. Call center agents are amazing people. I am consistently inspired by their genuine warmth and desire to help those they speak with. I always tell them that they are like the professional athletes on the field, that they are the superstars, and that my role is just the coach on the sideline. I always tell them that they possess a special skill that most people in this world do not have, which is the ability to make a connection with another human being that they cannot even see and who cannot see them. You know, when you think about it, without spending a dime on marketing, call centers have customers or patients calling to talk to them all the time, and it provides the perfect opportunity to create and maintain a loyal customer in every call. It also provides an opportunity to lose a customer or solely an organization's reputation in each call. And this is why it is imperative that call centers offer flawless, mistake-free, perfect service and professionalism in each moment of each call they handle daily. And making that happen is easier and more straightforward than many think. And I would like to thank you for listening to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Call Center Confidential is interactive, so if you would like to leave a comment, ask a question, perhaps play Stump the Expert, just go to our website at www.bci-fit.com, look to the little blue icon at the bottom right, click it, enter your message, you don't have to tell us who you are, and I will address it in an upcoming episode. Thank you again, and please do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. I'll see you next time.
Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI that is produced by Daniel Tucci, music by Julian Bell, mixing Bright Future Studios. Yeah.